وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا And those people who do shirk, they say. Now, the people who do shirk, they have been described as the arrogant. They have been described as those who don't believe in the oneness of Allah, don't believe in the hereafter. Now what is the logic they give for their wrong actions? Because obviously when you're doing something wrong, and you know that it's wrong, when somebody's telling you don't do it, and you still do it, why do you still do it? Because you have some thing that you've taken as evidence to justify your wrong action. So what's the justification that the mushrikeen give for their shirk? They say, لَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ If Allah wanted, مَا عَبَدْنَا We would not have worshipped مِن دُونِهِ Besides Him, مِن شَيْءٍ Anything. If Allah wanted, we would never have done shirk. نَحْنُ We, we would never have done it. وَلَا أَبَاؤُنَا Nor our forefathers. So in other words, they're saying, we do shirk because Allah lets us. He let our forefathers do it. He let us do it. And if He's letting us do it, if He's allowing us to do it, if He's making it possible for us, then that means He's okay with it. That means He allows it. That means He likes it. You see how it starts? We're doing it. Allah lets us do it. Must be okay. Not just okay. He must like it. This is why He's telling us. So you know what? Shirk is good. And this is the justification that many have come up with for their sins. Blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much so that certain people, they said, that committing a sin, there's no problem with it. If you did it, that means Allah let you do it. That means Allah wants you to do it. Allah likes you to do it. So there's nothing evil, there's nothing good. Everything is good. And we're not going to be held accountable for our wrong. So likewise, many people when they do something wrong, they blame Allah. Well, you know what? I will wear hijab whenever Allah wants me to. Yeah, I will start praying whenever Allah wants me to. When Allah gives me tawfiq, I will also pray on time. Allah is giving you tawfiq by teaching you the importance of hijab or salah or haya or whatever it may be. He already gave you tawfiq. And He's given you the ability Now, the ball is in your court. The responsibility is yours. So, they say, we wouldn't have done it if Allah didn't allow us. So, He allowed us, He let us, so, not our fault. And they said, وَلَا حَرَّمْنَا And we would not have made haram. مِن دُونِهِ مِن شَيْءٍ Anything. Meaning, anything that Allah has not forbidden, we would not have forbidden. Like, for example, the mushrikeen, certain animals they had forbidden. Remember? بَحِيرًا and سَائِبًا and حَامٍ Remember those words? Hmm? The translation of which you didn't have to memorize. Because you had to keep the Arabic term as it was. So anyway, those particular kind of animals, the mushrikeen had made haram on themselves. That if there's this she-camel that's given birth to these many camels, is the grandmother of such and such camel then uh, set free for the sake of the idols. And nobody touch it, nobody eat it, nobody kill it. Let that camel do whatever it wants. So, they would say that, well, you know what, if we've made these animals haram, it's because Allah allowed us. If He allowed us, that means He likes it. كَذَلِكَ فَعَلَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ This is not new. The people before her also did the same thing. They gave the same justification. فَهَلْ عَلَى الرُّسُلِ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ So is there any responsibility on the messengers except to convey clearly? No. The responsibility of the messenger is what? Convey. And once they've conveyed the message, 
then can they force people? They cannot. They're not supposed to. So in other words, when the message has been conveyed to a person, then if he makes, comes up with this kind of justification, then what can you do? You know, like someone said that I argued with a scholar and I defeated him. And I argued with a jahil and he defeated me. I argued with a jahil, an ignorant person, and he defeated me. What does that mean? That a person who has knowledge, he will accept evidence. He will accept logic. He will accept proof. He will accept that you know he was wrong. But a jahil, an ignorant person, can you make him understand? Can you? You cannot. فَهَلَ عَلَى الرُّسُولِ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ So when people give such kind of justifications for their sins, where is God? If He's really there, how come He let so much evil happen? Then they're not using any sense. Once I had an, um, an argument, I guess, uh, with someone who said that it's okay to eat like kosher meat like, um, with, like, on a pizza or whatever um, because like, it's kosher. You know, like they sacrifice it the right way. Yeah, when, when kosher is actually kosher, like also blessed kosher, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning they have uh, pronounced the blessing, the words of the blessing, in which is the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that's okay. But to say something like, uh, you know what, we're in the land of the people of the book, so just eat anything. Uh, well, you know what, the restaurant owner, he's not necessarily from the people of the book. And the butcher, he wasn't from the people of the book. So to generalize this, what can you do? What can you say? So what's better, when these arguments come up, then just stop there. Because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولًا Allah says, certainly we sent in every nation a messenger. The mushrikeen said that, you know what, shirk is okay because Allah lets us do it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, no, every nation, a messenger was sent to them. Why? أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهِ That you should worship Allah. وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُودِ And avoid the ta'ud. What is ta'ud? Shaytan, false gods. Avoid them. So if shirk was okay, would Allah send prophets and messengers? No. So what does that mean? There's a difference in what Allah allows to happen and what Allah commands. What Allah commands us to do, that is what He likes. And what Allah allows should happen, may take place, then it's not necessary that He likes it. He lets it happen because this life is a test. Each person has been given his freedom, his choice to do what he wants and that is the test that he's in. Like for example, you know, if you are writing your test and your teacher is right there and she's looking at the answer that you're writing and you're writing and she doesn't say a word and then when you get your test paper back, you find out there's a big red cross on it. So you go to her and you say, I wrote this answer in front of you. And you didn't say anything at that time. How could you mark it wrong? How could you mark it wrong? I wrote it in front of you. If I was wrong, you should have stopped me. No. The teacher could not have stopped you. Then why? Because you're taking your test. When you're taking your test, you're allowed to make mistakes. Big mistakes. Such mistakes that will cause you to fail. Why? Because it's a test. So... There is a difference between what Allah lets to happen and what Allah commands. What is it that Allah has commanded? 
Tawheed, for which He sent so many messengers in every community, every nation. And what is it that Allah lets happen? Shirk. Why? Because this life is a test. That what do people do? فَمِنْهُمْ So from them, مَنْ هَدَ Allah. Those whom Allah guided. وَمِنْهُمْ And from them, مَنْ حَقَّتْ عَلَيْهِ الضَّلَالَةِ Those on whom misguidance, حَقَّتْ It became incumbent. It became necessary. It was proven. Meaning, that is what they deserved. ضَلَالَةَ Misguidance is what they deserved. Why did they deserve misguidance? Because that is what they were inclined to. You know, like an ignorant person, you can give them a proof, you can give them another proof, but they still don't get it. So then what do they deserve? Hidayah or Dalala? Dalala. Fasiru fil ard. So travel through the earth, Allah says. Fanzuru and look, kaifa kana aqibatul mukaddibin. How was the consequence of those who denied? Go ahead and see for yourself. Those who rejected, those who denied, what was their end result? If Allah really liked their actions, and if Allah really approved their sins, then how come they were punished? The Prophet ﷺ is comforted. In تَحْرِصْ عَلَىٰ هُدَاهُمْ If you desire greedily for their guidance, you want them to be guided, you want them to get it, you want them to accept guidance. And does it ever happen that, you know when somebody gives a lame justification like this, well, if God allows me to do it, that means it's okay for me. You want that they should understand that no, Allah is not preferring this for you. He's putting you in this test to see what you choose. But they still don't get it. What do you want? That somehow you could put that sense in their head. The Prophet ﷺ eagerly wanted people to understand, people to accept guidance. Allah says, if you really want them to be guided, then remember, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي مَنْ Allah does not guide the one who is astray. Meaning the one who's deliberately choosing the wrong way, going on it, then Allah will not force him away from there and make him go on the right path. No. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي مَنْ يضل. Because each person has been given the ability to discern between right and wrong and also the knowledge in the light of which he can see what is right and what is wrong. And if at the time of the test he's making a mistake, that's his fault. Right? Like for example, you are writing something wrong on your test, your teacher is watching you, and she's got that smile on her face, and you're confused. Am I right? Am I wrong? So the teacher cannot force you to write the correct answer. Because you had enough time to prepare. You were given the information to study. So the one who chooses misguidance, guidance is not going to be forced on him. وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْ نَاصِرِينَ And they will have no helpers. وَأَقْسَمُوا بِاللَّهِ جَهْدَ أَيْمَانِهِمْ and they swear by Allah, their strongest oaths. Who the mushrikeen? They swear by Allah, their strongest oaths. That la yaba'athullahu man yamut. Allah will not resurrect those who die. Earlier we learned that alladina la yu'minuna bil akhirah. They don't believe in the akhirah. When they don't believe in the akhirah, they don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way they should believe in. So their belief in God is also incorrect when they reject the hereafter. So, so firm they are in their rejection of the akhirah that they swear oaths. They say, by Allah. You know, they swear oaths. The strongest oaths that they can make, they make those. And they say, لا يبعث الله من يموت. Allah will not resurrect those who die. There is no afterlife. Allah says, bala. Why not? Meaning, of course, He will resurrect those who die. وَعْدًا عَلَيْهِ حَقَّا A promise on him 
incumbent. This is a promise that Allah has made and it is haqq. It is necessary. It is certain. He will fulfill this promise. But most of the people do not know. They do not know. What do they not know about this promise of Allah? And really, if you just take a random survey, just ask random people out there, is there afterlife? Do you believe in afterlife? Their answers will show that they know very little. Or they don't know at all. It is something that yes, they've heard people talk about, but they don't really think much about it. What do people know about the Akhirah? Hardly anything. أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ لَهُمْ So this promise, Allah will fulfill. The Day of Judgment, He will bring about. Why? So that He can make clear to them. He will clarify to the people, أَلَّذِي ذَاتْ which يَخْتَلِفُونَ فِيهِ Which they used to differ in. Are there differences that people are in today? Many. Some are very major and some are minor. Some are differences in religion, in belief, in creed, in ideology, and others are over little petty issues. Who was right, who was wrong? Whose right is it? Whose responsibility is it? Like in families and friends, I mean, these issues are always there. And no matter what happens, the picture doesn't always become 100% clear. Like for example, a divorce takes place. Who was right? Who was wrong? Whose fault was it? Whose mistake was it? I mean, you have some idea, but each person is defending themselves. You go to listen to one person, and you believe they are innocent. You go listen to the other person, and you see that they are innocent. Who's right? Who's wrong? What's the actual story here? Who knows about it? Allah. So all these differences, they will be made clear when? On the Day of Judgment. Even matters of dispute which are between the believers, they will be made clear. Because no one will be allowed to enter Jannah with a heart that has you know, a grudge or some pain or a feeling of being betrayed or hurt by others. No, the heart has to be completely clean before people will enter Jannah. So when people will cross the bridge over the hellfire, those who will make it across to the other side, they will be stopped before entering Jannah at the Qantara. And over there what will happen? The disputes that believers have amongst each other, they will be resolved. You know, like certain relationships, they can get so complicated. So complicated. It's so messy. You try to fix it, it gets messy again. You said something, it was understood in a different way, and they interpreted differently, and they said something else, and it just got worse and worse and worse over time. So what do you do? You're like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to start avoiding this person because the more I interact with them, the more mess we get into. So I'll just keep, you know, my distance. Now this distance in this dunya, okay, it'll keep you away from sin. A little bit of distance, not complete cut off. But come on, how is it possible that in Jannah there are these two relatives and they are distant from each other? That's not Jannah. But then who's going to resolve that ikhtilaf? Between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law, for example. Or between the husband and the wife. Or between the brother and the sister. Who's going to resolve that ikhtilaf? Who? Can any person do that in this world? No. This will be resolved where? In the hereafter. So is the hereafter necessary? Huh? Is it necessary? Of course. Because each person wants that peace of mind. That peace of mind. Like for example, someone is killed. And 
you know, after years and years of going into court, you still cannot really blame the person whom you thought killed. How can you be at peace? If your friend, if your relative has been killed, and you don't even know who the killer is, or you don't even know, you cannot understand why they killed. So, in the hereafter, all these matters will be resolved so that people who go to Jannah, they go in peace and they live in peace. And the people who go to hellfire, they go with full responsibility of the crimes that they have committed. Full responsibility. They deserve that guilt. Each person will get what he deserves. لِيُبَيِّنَ لَهُمْ الَّذِي يَخْتَلِفُونَ فِيهِ وَلِيَعْلَمَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَنَّهُمْ كَانُوا كَاذِبِينَ And those who disbelieve, they may know that indeed they were liars. Their lies will become evident to them. They will know for sure that they were wrong. So in other words, the day of judgment is necessary so that those upon the truth realize that yes, their efforts were in the right cause. They were upon the truth. And those who are upon falsehood, they also know that they were wrong. إِنَّمَا قَوْلُنَا لِشَيْءٍ You think it's difficult for Allah to bring about the Day of Judgment? No, don't think like that. Because indeed, our word for anything, إِذَا أَرَدْنَاهُ When we intend it, meaning when we intend to make it happen, our only word is أَنْ نَقُولَ لَهُ That we say to it, كُنْ بِي فَيَكُونْ So it happens. It's not difficult for Allah to bring about the Day of Judgment. He only has to say, Kun. He only has to give the command to Angel Israfil, blow the trumpet, and the trumpet will be blown. Because Angel Israfil right now is bent down with his mouth placed upon the trumpet, looking up to the throne of Allah, not even looking here or there for even a split second because he doesn't want to miss the command right now. And when the trumpet will be blown, the Day of Judgment will begin. Allah simply has to say, Kun. You know through the summer, when you see all these big leaves and such beautiful weather and big trees, lush, green, everything, the winter seems so far. Seems so far. But then what happens within a few days, as it gets colder and colder, and you realize, oh, it's not getting warmer, you know what's coming. Right? Kun, fayakun. Listen to the recitation. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا لَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا عَبَدْنَا مِن دُونِهِ مِن شَيْءٍ نَحْنُ وَلَا فَعَلَ الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِهِمْ فَهَلْ عَلَى الرُّسُلِ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينُ وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَّسُولًا أَنِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُوا الطَّاغُوتَ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ هَدَى اللَّهُ وَمِنْهُمْ حَقَّتْ عَلَيْهِ الضَّلَالَةُ فَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَانظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ إِن تَحْرِصْ عَلَى هُدَاهُمْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي مَن يُضِلُّ 